Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Yes. Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Two Dudes in a Kitchen with Tyler Florence and Wells Adams, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, welcome into another episode of Two Dudes in a Kitchen. It's Wells Adams hanging alongside Tyler Florence, who it looks like is in, well, only a stone's throw from his actual kitchen at Miller and Lux. <laughs> That's right, man. How are you? Good morning. Good to see you, buddy. I like your green wall, man. I'm really kind of in your new studio look. I know it's it's coming together. I got to be honest yeah. with you. I'm, I'm, nice. very, I'm very, very excited about it. Yeah. Um, so what's up? What's been going on? Oh my God, crazy week, man. So we opened up uh, Miller and Lutz Provisions in Union Square on Monday, and and it's been insane. If you guys want to follow along on my Instagram page uh, at, at Tyler Florence and also Miller and Lutz Provisions, uh, you can see how splashy the opening was. And, and I got to tell you, it, it kind of felt like the restaurant launch of the year in San Francisco. We had the mayor and dignitaries uh, from city council and the fire department and the police chief and all kinds of crazy people that are out there to really kind of celebrate uh, San Francisco and, and the holiday shopping season and all kinds of fun stuff. So it was, it, we, we launched two restaurants this week. And, and if, if, if you're in the restaurant industry, you know exactly what that feels like. It's a big crunch, it's a big growth period. Uh, but I, I got to tell you, um, really applaud my entire management team. Uh, top to bottom, everybody uh, turned out, and we're so excited to really just usher in a new era of dining in San Francisco, right in Union Square. So, right, what feels like the um, the the Rodeo Drive of San Francisco, across from like Louis Vuitton and Gucci and Saks Fifth Avenue, uh, we opened up uh, uh, two cafes. One's going to be uh, called it's Miller and Lux Provisions, but one's Patisserie, uh, and it's uh, filled with like spectacular pastries and desserts and coffee. And, uh, and then and on the other side of the park, it's the rotisserie. So it's beautiful rotisserie chicken and farmer's market, fresh side dishes and all day brunch. So, you know, just uh, another fabulous restaurant launch. And, and uh, I, I got to tell you, it's like um, uh, as crazy as the first week always feels. I have an overwhelming sense of pride and gratitude uh, from city of San Francisco and also a management team for just pulling together. That's awesome, man. Single-handedly yeah. saving the city of San Francisco. Tyler Florence, he's a man of many <laughs> talents. Try, well, I, I think we're just trying to do our part. You know, it, it, there's a, the, you know, we're, we got to get out of this rhetoric of like the doom loop. And although that, yeah. that, that, in a lot of ways, that's real. And listen, all the bad press we've gotten in San Francisco over the last year, uh, we deserve. You know, it's one thing to, for, for it to happen, and there's another thing to uh, to let it just sort of just just exacerbate and ignore it, and 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 that's kind of where we are right now. So I think the the uh, citizens of San Francisco are getting together and saying enough's enough, and we're going to take these spaces over one neighborhood at a time. Well, that's awesome, man! And congratulations, yeah. and everyone, if you're in San Francisco, make sure you go check out all of Tyler's stuff. He's a man of many talents. Um, speaking mm. of people with many talents, I'm excited for our, our guest today. We're doing kind of a mountain cooking episode, which makes me very, very excited because it was maybe last episode or the episode before where we were talking about how we're both avid hunters and loving to eat, you know, the game that we go and harvest. Our guest uh, today is is an actress in her own right, but also the daughter of the one and only Glenn Close, which is 
absolutely insane. Her name is Annie Stark. She has an upcoming cooking show called The Mountain Kitchen on the Magnolia Network. So we're excited to talk to her about this outdoor kitchen show that she's going to be doing and kind of like what this all means. Like, is it growing all of your own food outside? Is it going and hunting? All that, all that kind of stuff. And I do think that like we are kind of in a world where people are talking about homesteading and going and living on the land a lot more than they were in the past. I'm not sure if that's something that's like in your t- TikTok algorithm, but definitely is in mine. For sure. And it's that de- it's in mine, but it's it's this ethos that my wife really lives by. Like my wife loved like we have 10,000 honeybees. So we collect all of our own honey. We get about 150 pounds of honey a year. And it sounds like a lot. Uh, and we usually give most of it away for like Christmas gifts. And every anytime we go to a, a dinner party, we'll take a nice little kind of hand harvested jar of honey. Uh, and then uh, we definitely use it in all my restaurants, which is kind of fun too. Uh, but that we, you know, we, we try to put up a lot of like vegetables from the garden and then we have goats and we have, we have chickens, we get our own eggs. So we were definitely living that lifestyle. Yeah, it's it's so cool. Like I was even watching a TikTok the other day of like why you should be canning all of your own vegetables and you can totally do this yourself and just in mason jars and stuff and why we, you know, assume that like canned stuff that was done, you know, halfway across the world and shipped over to us is any better for us than the stuff that we grow here and we could can here. And it got me thinking of like, obviously I live in, in LA, so it's like not very viable, but uh I was like, I could be doing that. I could be filling up my pantry with stuff that I know is healthy and, you know, grown locally. And why aren't I doing that? Yeah. And and um, there, there's so many different, you know, wonderful use cases of just uh, saving a little bit of the summer flavor and using it throughout the winter. Yeah. Right? So if, if you're into anything that feels sort of simple, try to try to can some tomatoes. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we, we just passed the tomato season, but, you know, if you're into you know, like pumpkin pie spice, apple butter is a fantastic thing to make. We have um, a couple of fruit trees in our yard and we get, you know, I don't know, a few a few cases of apples and pears and we kind of make a, a mixed uh, fruit butter out of apples and pears every year with like really deep sort of clove and allspice and cinnamon flavor and just kind of cook it down where it's just like almost like, like baby food smooth, but really, really delicious. And then that's another thing that we put up every year. So it's like little things that it just feels like this ancient craft a lot of people are starting to pay attention to. It just feels like it because it definitely kind of warms your heart. It feels like you're doing something fun. And it, it's an amazing gift to give. Like when we go to someone's house, we'll take apple butter, honey, you know, other things that we make. We'll take, you know, if, if we've got a, a, a big egg week, we'll take, you know, half a dozen eggs to someone's house that, that our chickens produce for us. And and so it, it's just, it's just, it's really, really fun when you can, you can touch food like that and and learn how to do it. Yeah, I'm excited to talk everything about the Mountain Kitchen with Annie Stark. She's the host of the new Magnolia Network show. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back on Two Dudes in the Kitchen, we're going to take you into the, the wonderful world of the mountain. Stick around. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, we're back in Two Dudes in the Kitchen, joined by a lady from the mountain, I guess. Uh, it's Annie Stark. She is the host of the new show, The Mountain Kitchen, which is on Magnolia Network right now. Annie, how are you? I'm so well. Thanks for having me, you guys. I've been a huge fan for a long time. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, no, I, Tyler's <laughs> ultimate is my ultimate. It has been since uh, 2003. So, you know. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, we, we, we just, uh, I just finished my 17th cookbook. So uh, congratulations on everything you're working on. I, I know what it's yeah. like to, to produce content like that. And it's like such a Herculean effort to get all the words right and get the photography right and get it bound and published. And then you have to go on tour with all of it. Um, so I've definitely yeah. been there a handful of times and congratulations. Thank you. I it's it's like fun and I am incredibly lucky to say the least. So yeah, I'm just riding this this wave. <laughs> so Annie, Tyler and I have talked about we love to go hunting and he has, you know, bees and he's harvesting all this stuff in his backyard. Yeah. Um, so we we are kind of like outdoorsy people. Tell us about what we can kind of tend to see on the mountain kitchen. Oh man. I mean, we're the thing that I'm kind of, you know, so happy that the show is spreading the word. Montana has amazing food scene. Um, you know, it's a, we live in a particularly fertile Valley. So like the produce that we have is bananas. I mean, like the growing period is quite short as you can imagine, but it's just, it's amazing. And, you know, uh, the beef and the pork and also, you know, there's elk and deer. So it's kind of this like, gorgeous cornucopia that I just think people need to know about. Um, and I'm very jealous that you have bees. I'm allergic to bees, so I can't. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. I can't do that. I'm so sad I can't. I'm like, you know, trying to get a beekeeper. But um, yeah, it's it's like a, I don't know, a playland, honestly. It's great. It's one of my favorite places in the country, hands down. We go to Whitefish, Montana, every 4th oh, nice. of July. Yeah. yeah, it's really, really pretty. And the, the entire state, it's just, uh, you know, it's Purple Mountain's majesty, the way I like it. It really is. It's so, it's just so, yeah, it's so incredibly stunning. And uh, and like the, the the meadows of just stunning, beautiful yellow wildflowers in and, and the summer. And and then the, the artisanal producers, not to mention the beef community that's in Montana. It's a, it's a great place to go. And it's a beautiful backdrop, too. I was looking, I was watching uh, some of the clips from your show. And uh, the what, my gosh, what a wonderful studio, you know, which is, it feels like your backyard <laughs> that you're shooting in, right? It, it is. I mean, it's, I've always been like a, you know, crazy outdoor kid that grew up into a, a feral woman. <laughs> so this is like, it's, it's so great. I mean, we, you know, we're outside pretty much every day, even if it's freezing. Um, and it's just an awesome place to be. And we're incredibly lucky. I mean, my family's been here for a while on my mom's side. They've been here for like 50 years. So, you know, I grew up coming here. I actually am from the East Coast originally. And it's, I don't know, it's so part of my soul in such a huge way. And I know that sounds cheesy, but it's really true. Yeah. Well, I, I just I just want to extend a, an official welcome to the Discovery family and uh, and Warner Brothers and you know because we're on Food Network and you're on Magnolia, uh, sort of sister companies with uh, with Discovery and Warner Brothers. But uh, happy to have you. You know the, the um, so I started in 1996 back when Food Network was just three years old, yeah. and uh, and it was just a handful of us. And it was me and it was Ming. It was Mario and Emerald and Bobby and Sarah Moulton. And and over the years, like, the table has just gotten so 
big and wonderful because there's always like some something for everybody and always like a new adventure to tell. And yeah. uh, and I think this is going to be a real hit show. Oh, thanks. Ming is here, by the way. Yeah. Oh, great. He is. He well, not in my house. Um, but <laughs> where is he? What's up, Ming? Ming. Yeah, I was just, yeah, I was just texting with him the day, as a matter of fact. Yeah, it's funny. No, get he's, out here, Ming. Say hi. Yeah, he's in Big Sky, and yeah. um, I, you know, I get to see him every now and then. He's the man. I adore him. And by the way, I've been, you know, I truly grew up with Food Network. Um, you guys were were my besties and you still are. So this is this uh-huh. is amazing for me right now. Just know that. Please. Oh, right on. Well, we are friends and, and listen, if you ever want to do a collaboration next time I'm out there, maybe we can kind of figure oh. out what next summer looks like. And let's yeah, let me hop on your show. I mean, I'm to- gonna bark up that tree until that tree falls down. So I hope you're ready for that. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally ready for that. Yeah, let's go. Fantastic. Yeah. Let's get into like how this all started and the genesis of it all because you did a kind of a career pivot, right? And yeah. Take us back and how how did we get to where we are now? You know, what's weird is I actually like, I flipped that because I've been like a food, I don't know, food obsessive, food nerd ever since I was a kid. Um, we have a lot of really funny photos of me like standing on, you know, boxes and boxes at the counter just making, I don't know, <laughs> whatever. And I, you know, food is always, food and food culture has always been like a really, I don't know, escape for me it's how I like blow off steam I find unbelievable solace in it and uh, I also come on my dad's side from a very enthusiastic food family so honestly this show is is really who I am as as a person um it's who I've always been as a person and I mean you know being an actress in the entertainment industry that's also who I am but I don't know this this like kind of comes from a deeper down place, if that makes any sense. So I, I, I completely agree. I, I always, yeah. always think the difference between, you know, personalities on television who are really good cooks and, and entertainers and great communicators and great teachers. These are things that you can replicate um, versus, uh, you know, watching someone have an adventure in a movie or a television series that, that it's sort of dreamt up by a producer and a writer you know right. these are real things that people kind of interact with you so you're, you're right it's a deeper connection with a lot of people oh yeah and i mean that's yeah. also what makes it so this whole this show this experience talking to you guys i don't know it's just like i'm very I don't, proud is the word and i'm overwhelmed and humbled and i'm just happy that something this special that really came from, you know, beginning, middle, and hopefully never end, but it's all me, you know, I, it's, it's very authentic. <laughs> so, Well, walk, walk, walk us through your day uh, on, on set in beautiful Bozeman, Montana. Oh man. Um, we were so lucky by the way, with the weather, it would like flirt with us every day. We thought it was just going to pour, but as it, we shot it all in June and uh, June is a fabulous time in Bows, although, you know, it does rain every now and then, but that's like when all the wildflowers are blooming. That's, you know, everything really comes alive again. So they really came at like the most perfect, beautiful time, as you can see. Um, but yeah, it was, it's shot again, like in Bozeman, I tried to, and I hope to do this throughout the show. Um, I try to include all my favorite local people and they are like the best. And so just to give them, you know, the spotlight that they so deserve was really, really great. And they had a lot of fun with it. And, um, I worked with Pacific Productions, which I'm sure you know very well. Mm-hmm. And they are the best. I mean, they, you know, kind of a fabulous group that have been working together for years and years. So I don't know. I jo- I joined a very well-oiled machine and it was just so much fun. It was, you know, kind of all day, every day. But again, it was like really fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's super fun. I, I think like hosting a television show and a cooking show. Yeah, like the, the um, it, it's, uh, uh, it, it cuts together really well, especially like a nice tight half hour. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, it's still an 8, 9, 10, 12, 15 hour day sometimes, right? It's like, yeah. You know, you shoot every recipe three times or twice or whatever it is. It's not like that, though, you know, I have to say. Um, Yeah, yeah. At the end of the shoot, I, like, slept for, like, a week, but it was great. It's 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 it looks like a lot of fun. It is definitely work for sure. Uh, but what you get is just this beautiful storytelling and uh, and a, such a unique part of the world. And mm-hmm. your unique, you know, if you like Pioneer Woman, you're going to love this. Right. And that's <laughs> that's that's what I see this as. And uh, I, I just think it's it's going to be a real big hit for a lot of people to watch, because I think everybody kind of feels like they've got that Western outdoor spirit in them. 
you know, yeah. they just want, they want to come hang out with you and drive to the mountains and be part of your house. Yeah. Oh man. Well that, I mean, yeah. I can't tell you how much that means to me. That's uh, the mission accomplished then, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Communication. Yeah, for that's real. great. Thank you. People are going to love it. Oh, thanks. Kevin Costner did this to us. Now everyone wants to wants to be out, out there and on the range and stuff. And they're like, I want to be part of Yellowstone. Yeah, right. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. The authentic. Uh, yeah. That happens every day. You know, we have yeah. battles with our neighbors and, you know, yeah. <laughs> pull up waterways and stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. What, I'm going to head out let, there to do that just now after this. So, yeah. <laughs> Tell your neighbors said hi. Um, so so let's yeah. talk recipes. What what can people um you know get into on your show? There there's a bit of everything. I have to say, I do share. I hope I don't get in huge trouble for this. The jury's still out, but I do share some family uh, treasures. <laughs> but I was like, I'm really. I hope you're not mad at me for um telling you know all these people about that. But anyway, I, it's um. You know, we share my grandma. I unfortunately, both of my grandmas are no longer with us, but they were, you know, my grandma was the cook on my mom's side, even, you know, and she was kind of the only cook on my mom's yeah. side, frankly. And my dad, my dad's mom, um, she was like this garden guru and had these little tricks to make, you know, for example, a tomato taste even more tomatoey and delicious and yeah. simple. And um, one of my favorite things, I mean, there's, it's all local, um, literally from start to finish. Um, I also share some of my, I call them like my weird pantry items that I think I, a good pantry is like the best, I truly think. And I, I don't know, to kind of fancy up a vinegar in a really uh, simple way, for example, mm -hmm. it's, it makes a whole salad and it's so easy and it, you know, it's a very interesting ingredient. So there's a, a lot of that, a lot of my weird pantry. Um, and again, it's all, a lot of it is, my favorite thing to do is work with fire. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of that as well. And, you know, if you know me, I'm constantly smelling of a campfire, which I like, but some people don't like that. But anyway. <laughs> That's my favorite. That's I my know. Favorite. It's like yeah. a little perfume, you know what I mean? Live, live fire cooking, it's, it's um, you know, it's a real huge passion one too. I, I love it. I nothing i also think just food generally genuinely tastes better when over a fire um mm -hmm. i just like things that are charred <laughs> and i think a good char is is a good thing not not a bad thing so um a lot of that and again it's cooking with fire and cooking on the ranch it's what we do as a family like literally all the time so again it's it bring it back to the authentic vibe is definitely authentic well, I, you know, I, I want people to watch your show, but I also want some like a little bit of of the spice. Like you said, like I know how to make tomatoes taste more tomatoey. So, like, yeah. what is that? How do you do that? So this is so my grandma would do a tiny bit of like so salt on a you know take a tomato, gorgeous like in season thick cut tomato, you know, salt, pepper, but then you put a little sugar on it, not too much, just like it brings out everything in a tomato just that little addition of sugar i think and i actually in the show i i love to make different kinds of sugars so i actually did an onion sugar that i put in so many things and i put it on the tomato i also put it in like salad dressings and marinade it's just like the weirdest but most delicious ingredient we chef that that sounds fantastic i like it's that. so good and it's so easy yeah. to do you just like you know you could frizzle your own onions or shallots or whatever but i also have used like you know store-bought onions that you just pulse together with some sugar it's bananas now so, so is this a dehydrated seasoning thing or is it are they wet no no it's, it's sugar that i then keep in a jar and oh, okay, I sure, sure. bring it out every now and then yeah and it it's amazing how wow. things it could go on and I also, one of my favorite also things to do, I make rose sugar, which again, sounds incredibly fancy, but it's not, you know, if you get, you could dry your own rose petals if you want, but now there's like, you know, grocery stores are kind of off the hinge right now. So you can, in some places here in Bozeman, you could get some dried rose petals and I pulse them together and I put them on like some shortbread 
on top is just a little, you know, topper. And I mean, it mm -hmm. also is a really good cocktail rim, by the way. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. I yeah, like that. A little Prosecco. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, but again, it's like two ingredients and it just makes, you know, these crazy pantry items that are just a very unique and like, you know, really versatile um, once you start using them. Because your palate response is spicy, sour, salty, and sweet. It's like the reason the Thai food tastes so good because it's so oh, complex. Right? Because yeah. you, you get you get the salty from the fish sauce, you get the sweet yep. from the coconut milk, you get the brightness from the lime, and in harmony, all of a sudden, everything seasons everything else. Yeah. So the reason that that like tomatoes, uh, specifically like a, acidic tomato sauce, really responds well to sugar because you're creating oh, yeah. balance. You're get, you're smoothing out the jagged edges. And I, I think like having like onion sugar, that sounds so interesting to me because uh, when, when my, um, uh, my wife, we even will celebrate her 18th wedding anniversary come up in December. Oh, congratulations. Thank you very much. And so she's my greatest culinary student, my wife. Right. And so like for, for years, you know, she'll make something really delicious, like uh like a chili or a soup or, or her stroganoff or something like that. And she'll hand me a spoon and she goes, give me some notes. Mm hmm. And, and I'm always like needs a little more salt, needs a little acid, needs a little sugar, right? And so kind of like creating that balance out of all these flavor profiles, it's the quickest way to make something taste unbelievably delicious. I'm not necessarily like changing the flavor profile, but just smoothing out the rough edges. Just smooth it out, yeah. Just smooth out the rough edges. And a little bit of like sugar mixed with something savory like onion. I think that it sounds fantastic. It's so good. And it's, it's like yeah. a bizarre, but again, like once you try it, you're like, I want to put this on a lot of things. <laughs> And again, it's great in salad dressing too. Yeah, what? I mean, it's because like you get, you get you got the acid from yeah. like the lemon juice or the vinegar or what like a little mustard, onion sugar to balance it yeah. out. It sounds fantastic. I that I'm like picking up on that. I think that's a fantastic. Oh, idea. take it, take it, put it in your pocket, use it. Straight for the mountain kitchen. Do you? I also just like a new favorite thing of mine is fancying up vinegars. Like I, you know, just champagne vinegar. If you put a bunch of garlic cloves in there, wait a month. And then you like barely need anything else for a salad dressing uh -huh. or like, you know, um, what did I do the other day? Oh, white balsamic with um, a bunch of uh, orange peel. How do you store that? Do you just like mason jars? Bottle, like, I have like, I, I keep you got, all, show me, the amount show me, show me. of, okay. This is kind of cool. Okay, <laughs> hold on. Okay, well, first of all, let me, let me show you. Someone's really proud of their, really proud of their pantry. Look at this. They're onion, oh, yeah. sugar. Oh, yeah, no yeah. Joke. Onion, sugar. Here's my rose sugar. Label maker. <laughs> Every house must, must have a label maker. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's the best tool in our house. Well, that might be me, but. My husband laughs at me because he thinks that our pantry looks like a witch's den. <laughs> <laughs> I am Newt. Right. There's the garlic. Champagne. Oh, yeah. And I just did this. This isn't quite ready to crack open. I put it in like maybe two weeks ago. Yeah, I can see the date. The longer, on it. the better. Yeah. And this is like the very last <laughs> of my white balsamic and orange peel. That is bananas. I can't mm. stress that enough how great that is. And like when you use vinegar like that, all you need is like squeeze a lemon, a little bit of olive oil, and you're done. Yeah, yeah. It's just simple. like various that. hacks yeah. that I have become obsessed with. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. You said earlier that you released some recipes or I guess some family secrets on the show yeah. uh, that you might be getting in trouble for. What was one of those that you were like, oh, they might be mad And I can, and can, can, can I make an off-color rabbit joke? It just feels appropriate, right? Oh, I, no, yeah, of course. I mean, I would hope that you would. Uh, no bunnies were heard in the mix. <laughs> to my knowledge. Uh, yeah, my gosh, my grandma's biscuits, sacred. But um, they're baking powder biscuits, and we have them pretty much every special occasion. So they're kind of scone-like once you break into them? A bit, but they have, again, you have to do the cold butter you have to do it you have to do it quickly it's so easy but like you just have to hammer them, hammer them out quickly because then you'll get the flakies the flaky layers yeah yeah and you can pull them apart but they're just they're so good and i also i mean like they go fabulously with like strawberries or i we make honey butter with them which mm -hmm. is a family favorite but yeah that is a sacred information <laughs> that i'm 
Bless are you, are you out of the <laughs> out of the will now? Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, I was like, hey, can I um, can I borrow that recipe? Like, Why? I'm like, <laughs> another really good, very very simple biscuit recipe. So I, I worked in Charleston, South Carolina, for about five oh years. Oh my when god, I went to culinary the school. Kingdom of biscuits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Donald Barrickman, who's still a very very dear friend of mine, he was executive chef of Magnolias on East Bay Street. And his biscuit that that uh, the he we uh, made small ones and use it as a garnish for a couple of different dishes like on the shrimp and grits, but also for the um, the um, uh, strawberry shortcake, which is literally biscuit. He took white lily self rising flour because it's got all the all the leavening agent already balanced. Out. Yeah. So it's not flour plus plus plus. It's already got everything on it, right? Salt. Baking powder, baking soda. It's already, you know, you, you could you could you could bake something if you added water to that, it would work, right? Yeah. But he would add he would add heavy cream to that. And mm -hmm. it was two ingredients. it was two ingredients. White lily, self-rising flour, and heavy cream. I'd have to like, you know, find a recipe for the right ratio, but it was the right amount of moisture and fat. Ooh. Right. And then and then, and then he would, yeah. Right? Exactly. And he would roll it out and like so maybe there were, God, maybe an inch, an inch thick. And then okay. punch them out and bake them. And you would get the puff and the rise from the baking powder and baking soda. And then you would break them open and they would just smell like, like they were definitely more scone-like than sort right. of like a like super flaky biscuit, sort of a different style. Like he wouldn't cut in whole butter into the baking and into the flour process. He would literally just like white lily self-rising flour, cold heavy cream, mix it together, create a dough, roll it out, punch it, bake them. they puff and they would brown beautifully because of the fat side of the heavy cream. And they were just so snackable. So like, close your mouth. Yeah, you give me onion sugar. I'll I'll give you like one of my secret biscuit recipes. Oh, such a deal! I can't even tell yeah. you. I think I'm the winning part of that one. Um, that is amazing. And two ingredients. I mean, wow. Two ingredients. Yeah, two ingredients are really easy to put together. You have to play around with the ratio, but it's got to feel like you know. Our biscuits yeah, like they yeah. are kind of scony, but like they have the layers, so it's literally like you know, layer biscuit and a scone had a baby, and that's ours. Yeah, when you uh, basically make like a pastry crust out of it, right? So it's it's the dry ingredients, yeah, and then it's the it's the cold butter you cut into that, and then if you want a really super flaky biscuit that almost kind of feels like pie crust stacked together. Then it's then you just want to add a little bit of water to that, uh, okay. just enough to kind of roll it together to hold it together. But you want to create so almost like the way a, a croissant will start to kind of flake apart. Right. Right? So you do, you just want you you really want it to be um, uh, flour uh, moistened by water and 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 then uh, and then separated by fat into layers. So when the fat will start to melt, it'll blow this individual layers up um, and and create the steam through the heat. And that's going to give you that sort of kind of fun, slightly unleavened size. When you kind of crack it open, you can peel the layers out like wow. a croissant. That's one biscuit style. And then the other biscuit style that feels almost like a like a like a scone in a way, which are really really good as well, um, is when you you kind of fully hydrate the flour with 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 things like heavy cream. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I wish I had my notebook with me. And also, maybe we can uh, circle back to this during our collab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Would would love. Listen, we're, we're like I said, we're in Montana. We're in Montana every summer. It feels like a good opportunity just to bounce over to Bozeman for sure. Yeah, and we'll invite Ming. 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 <laughs> yeah, season two exactly. of Mountain Kitchen featuring yeah, Tyler right? Florence. I exactly. will. Yeah. Well, no promises, but um, hopefully. <laughs> Well, so th so this is your first season. I mean, like, get get ready to rumble. I mean, obviously, you know, you're no stranger to you know everybody in the world from your your television shows and movies and things like that. But it's it's a very very personal thing to be in someone's kitchen and cook with them. Are you excited for this? I mean, this feels That's like honestly what I love about it. Yeah. Um, that is really what I love about it. And when I finally kind of got up the courage to actually, let me a bit of a side story i've had for years like seven years before i even like wrote this i had like a secret website and a secret instagram that i like only my friends and family knew about it was like my i don't know yeah i don't yeah. it doesn't exist anymore i had to give it i had to bring it into my you know normal instagram kind of sad but anyway so it i don't know like it's it kind of was like my like beloved hobby got way out of hand. <laughs> 
And, but I'm, that's exactly what I love about doing this show though. Like it's, it is incredibly personal. It is very real, but that's truly like what I set out to do. So I'm all for it. And I frankly, I don't know. We live in a weird world and I feel like food and happiness is just something that, you know, everybody can get down with. So I'm, I'm here for that. <laughs> Fantastic. Are, are you working with Allison Page at uh, Magnolia? Yeah. And she's fabulous. She's fabulous. I love her. Great. And yeah, I mean, everybody yeah. at Magnolia has been so wonderful. And also working with everybody at Pacific was like, you know, groundbreaking for me. Great production um, company. Yeah. Oh, they're so great. And a lot of them are yeah. British, so they had never been to anything like Montana. And they were like, what? Well, well, so so then, so for everybody, so they know what they're getting into. Pacific is the same company that shot Nigella Lawson's television show. I know. I and, they, and they, yep. And, and they, and they shoot Ina Garden's television show as well. They do. And Re. Yep. Right. Exactly. And yeah. Re exactly. Yeah. So, so it, it's, it is the best of the best of the best from a production standpoint. I know. I, I don't know what kind of lottery I won, but I'm going with it. Um, <laughs> and they, I mean, the whole, you know, especially the London crew, because they've been to like Oklahoma so many times, very different than Montana, extremely. And they just, they loved it. I mean, they had a lot of fun. One of them got a tattoo. So I take that as a good sign. <laughs> right? Put your guards down. It's I was like, egg. where did you go for that? Yeah. Did you make an appointment? I don't think so. Right. Was it walk-in? <laughs> yeah, what, what, it was a walk-in. What was, what, was, what was the tattoo? If you get something off the wall. His daughter's go? name, by the way. Hi, Matt. We're talking about you. Um, oh, <laughs> his nah. daughter's name is Florence. So we got the skyline of Florence. Um, and it was his first tattoo, and it was like, huge. oh my god! Yeah, no, I come in, I'm like, home. what is that on your arm? What is what is that bandage? I say, right? Like talked got, about I, it, and I was like, make an appointment though, you know, like do it the traditional way. Yeah, yeah. he was like, nah. <laughs> okay, go for it, man. Oh my god! No, no, I wish you luck. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, 
more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I wanted to ask a question how kind of both of your careers have intertwined. Like, is there anything that cooking and acting have in common for you? Um, yeah, I mean, it was also, it's funny. Yes. And also like, it was so hard to actually look at the camera, which is like, number one, don't do that yeah. my entire career. So it was something to get used to. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a lot of thinking on your feet. Um, it's a lot of, you know, getting the, what you're doing, what you're, you know, getting the words across basically. Um, and, you know, we would, it's it's very unscripted the show it's very like you know but i do know i have to like cover x y and z at some point in in you know the process so i think you know that also was an enormous help i guess i've been learning lines my whole life so i kind of was able to obviously you know easily remember to say which stuff. is a, um, it's a huge that's a huge plus like if you can remember yeah. copy that's a huge huge plus if you can memorize a recipe and kind of get down the details of it and yeah. then stand in front of a table full of fantastic ingredients and 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 cook, know your beats. And I always kind of sew it together like a thread, right? So yeah. I, I'm going to start off with this. This is going to be the middle part of the recipe. I got to hit that at some point in time. I'm going to get into the pot. I'm going to get the pot into the oven. And then you're just going to let the recipe dictate the flow of it and then try to have fun. It's true. And I, I don't know. I'm a talker. So I just like telling, you know, random stories. Yeah. <laughs> else pops my weird brain. So, yeah. Um, but it, yeah, so in that sense, it's, it's a little personal, but it's also like, you know, work, uh, skill set coming in. <laughs> so yeah. You were talking earlier about loving open fire and like that smell. It's like, reminds me of that Seinfeld episode where Kramer comes up with like the perfume for the beach. Someone should can that smell. Um, so weird that you said that. Cause I watched that literally last night. <laughs> oh my God. It's fine. No, yeah, this is a good idea, uh, except for Calvin Klein. It's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, so I was wondering, like, so what is some of your favorite things that like you and your family, like a staple for, you know, fireside cooking? Ooh, that's hard. Um, I lately, not lately, we love putting things like directly into the coals. And I think that is one of the best ways to do butternut squash, frankly. Mm, yeah. it's nice, um, yeah. So a lot of like veggies are our favorite, especially again, cause like we have, you know, really amazing, uh, vegetable producers here. So, you know, if it's squash season, I mean, literally in the coals and you crack it open, scoop out the guts, put just like butter, maybe like a drizzle of honey or whatever. Wow. And it's so good. So I honestly, that's just my preferred now way, like point blank period of making butternut squash and acorn squash. So good. Um, pretty much any like squash you could do that with. Um, we also love charring eggplant and, you know, mixing up the the guts and again with like butter, whatever we want, and then scooping it out with great bread. Oh, Bozeman has incredible bakers, by the way, have to say that. Um, there's a place called The Wild Crumb that I think got a James Beard nomination and they are like just here. They are so incredible and they do everything. The amount of bread and the amount of pastries that those women make every day is like, how do you do that? Uh -huh. It's amazing stuff. Um, so yeah, I just, charred veg is definitely something we always have. Um, gosh, what else? I do love a good spatchcock chicken. That's my mom's favorite. Um, yeah. And mine. Um, Walk us through how you do a spatchcock chicken on a open flame. So yeah, we have this great, get it, mm -hmm. you know, take your time on the fire, get it, you know, nice gray coals. Just flip it uh, bone side, you know, skin side up. And then I put a big metal bowl over it, over the mm -hmm. top of it, just mm. to, you know, make it cook evenly. And you baste it every now and then. You don't flip it over. I never flip it over. So, like, the underside does look a little scary, you know, mm -hmm. in terms of, like, char effect. But that's all right. It's all right. And then, um, you know, just keep an eye on it always bring a meat thermometer and again, basting very important. Um, 
You base it with butter, oil? What are you basing with? I do with butter and I love to do like a rosemary, sage, thyme, little um, bouquet garni and make it into a brush. Nice. Um, Oh, another thing that I did recently that I didn't show you guys in my weird witch pantry is like garlic honey. Mm. And, um, you know, as you know, Montana is incredible honey and mm. they have this store in town that it's like the most dark wildflower honey. Let me, let me get it. Hold on. I'll be right get back. It. <laughs> Garlic honey barbecue chicken sounds really delicious right now. Well, you know, what's really uh-huh. funny is, is that like, I, I, for some reason, I think TikTok thinks that like I'm dying because it's a <laughs> lot of like tinctures and like things to like make you feel better. And apparently garlic. Yeah. Yeah, garlic honey is supposed to be, if you're ever feeling sick, it's supposed to be really good for you. I, I, yeah. I feel that way with my YouTube feed. I think my YouTube feed is trying to like <laughs> diagnose things I got going on. Um, but look at this garlic, this color, and that's how it comes. And yeah. again, just basic little garlic honey and good flaky sea salt, lots of pepper. Mm. Barbecue chicken with garlic honey sounds and herbs sounds spectacular. Yeah. I like that a lot. Now, now walk people through spatchcocks. I, I think it's it, it might be a, a new word that you've heard, but maybe some people aren't really clear on the technique how to do that. Yeah. I think people like automatically are like, "What is that?" Yeah. Right? Can you say Can you say that slowly? Because you said that really fast, and I'm not exactly sure what you said. Yeah, they're like, "Is it sexual?" What? Are, yeah. What? What am I spatching? What am I spatching here? Um, my husband especially finds it funny and disconcerting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, you just lay it down flat. You cut out the spine, save the spine for a stock, um, and kind of you know push down on the breastplate, give it some resuscitation. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, break, break the way. breastplate, right? Yeah. yeah. So with a re- really good pair of like heavy kitchen shears, you can do it with a cleaver. Mm-hmm. You can do it with a knife. Yeah. Uh, the kitchen shears are the easiest, but you're going to have there's going to be two resistant spots right at the thigh, and then right right at the wishbone and the collar. Right, so those are those are two spaces you got to put a little elbow grease and the breaking the bones, but you trim that out, and then and then so so you're basically taking a football and you're making a brick out of it. Yep. All right, so you're kind of increasing the surface area of the chicken on both sides, so it cooks faster, which is great because like chicken, I mean, we we try to permeate uh, not only the, the 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 muscle of the chicken, but then because uh, a lot of people get really you know understandably so if chicken's a little pink at the bone. Yeah. Right, they get a little freaked out, right? And so, by the time that that chicken, the irradiant heat penetrates the muscle of the chicken to cook the bones all the way through, the breast is shredded. The breast is done. I know. So, by taking out the backbone and increasing the surface area of the chicken, so it so it gets to one fifty five, one fifty seven internal temperature faster, it means it's going to cook and it's not going to dehydrate as much. So that's one of the greatest things about a spatchcock chicken. It's going to perfectly cook, and you're never going to taste a juicier bird. Not yeah. to mention it takes, you know, significantly shorter of a cook time, which people Yeah, Absolutely. 30, 30, yeah, an hour, yeah. hour 20 to down to 35 minutes, 35, 40 minutes all the way in. I know this might be controversial, but that's the way I love to do Thanksgiving turkey. Me it's too, me too. All. People are like, what? I'm like, I. it's how I do it. And it's way better. And yeah. sue me. <laughs> hey, it's Danielle Fischel. Ryder Strong. And Will Friedle. But you know us best as Topanga. Sean and Eric from Boy Meets World. And now Pod Meets World, the podcast where we've been sitting down weekly to rewatch the show we starred in as kids. And we've been unpacking, well, a lot. And we've been taking the show on the road with the Kids Want to Jump Tour, where every stop in cities across the U.S. has been totally different and pretty hilarious, if I do say so myself. But we know not everyone can join us, so we're happy to announce that our recent 30th anniversary of the show, live from the Met in Philadelphia, will now be available to stream no matter where you live. Our biggest show yet, in the hometown of the Matthews, featuring appearances by Trina, Angela McGee, Matthew Lawrence, a.k.a. Jack Hunter, Tony, Mr. Turner Quinn, and Danny Harley McNulty, who makes a very special surprise visit. It was so much fun, and now you can experience it from the comfort of your own home. It will be available on December 11th at 5 p.m. Pacific. You can learn more about how you can watch at veeps.events slash podmeetsworld. December 11th, your birthday. That's birthday true. Boy. Get all the info on streaming the live Pod Meets World show so you don't miss out. Go to veeps, V-E-E-P-S dot events slash podmeetsworld now. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you. Do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MovieFone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The first episode we ever did was at Miller & Lux right there, and you said, I'm going to... Hey, where are you? It looks beautiful. (laughs) Oh, me? I'm at at my restaurant. This is uh, Miller & Lux, our steakhouse in San Francisco. Oh, it is SF. Yes, that's right. Yeah, but this is uh, is my steakhouse. Uh, We just got named uh, Best Steakhouse in the San Francisco Bay Area by San Francisco Magazine. Congrats. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. I love that ceiling. It's beautiful. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah. Elizabeth Rose Jackson with Ken Falk uh, oh. designed this whole space. I don't, I don't, I don't want because we were talking about turkey for a second. I don't want to get off, off topic here, but the <laughs> restaurants, yeah. We did, uh, we did 220 covers last night. We're at the Chase Center, home of the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. So just, yeah, just past this door, I built this um, sneaky back door. Right there, almost like that scene in Copacabana and Good uh, and Goodfellas. Right, yeah. Right, so that that one door will take you straight into the arena, which is kind of cool. Wow. Yeah, totally. Uh, okay, well, I'll come visit. <laughs> Anytime you want to do a collab in San Francisco, you want to come cook, we'll do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, so, as, well, as a matter of fact, my, my 17th cookbook, American Grill, is coming because I'm a big live fire uh, fan myself, and uh, and we're we're have this big huge national tour coming up next summer. So, going through Montana. Yeah, which Wells is going to Wells is going to pop into a couple of them for sure. Yeah. I want to go to Bozeman. Yeah, let's go to let's go to, let's go to Bozeman. That sounds like great. Yeah, oh my gosh. Come by Bozeman. Yes, come by yeah. or or you know come by Bozeman. Don't go to Big Sky, but come by Bozeman. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Meng will say I'm a uh, big guy, but I uh, I disagree. <laughs> What's the name of the property he's there? Uh, Yellowstone Club. Yellowstone Club, yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, and um, he, yeah, his restaurant's gorgeous. It's not a bad place to be, you know. Definitely not. Yeah, the Yellowstone Club is a big stop for a bunch of people in San Francisco. Yeah. They're either at Coquillo and on the Big Island, or they're at the Yellowstone Club in Montana. Yeah. Bozeman yeah. is uh, quite low-key in comparison, but... Hit them both, you know, you'll get, you'll get the high and the low. <laughs> just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. Sure. 
<laughs> well, we were talking about turkey, though. Yeah. We oh, yeah. Sorry. You were talking about turkey five minutes ago when we got called. Until, and, then, and then Tyler gave you a tour on a podcast that no one can see, which was <laughs> beautiful. Well, no, yeah, with the theater of the mind. Yeah, we're, this is real. We're all here. Yeah. Come, come check us out. Uh, but yeah, we were talking about turkey for a second ago because like spatchcocking turkey, I did that for, well, it was like two two cookbooks ago. And I'm, I'm not taking credit for those because I, I don't think I obviously didn't invent spatchcocking, but nobody was really talking about it. I think it was like 2017. I did it and I posted it on uh, on Instagram because we're, sh- we're writing my, uh, it was uh, like 15th book, 16th book, I think called Inside the Test Kitchen. And we were we were just really just sort of studying fast. Like how do you cook fast? And then the the Chronicle like got a hold of my Instagram post and they were like, what? You cooked a whole turkey and like in 45 minutes? I'm like, yeah. So they sent two food writers over to my test kitchen. Wells and I've shot there before. And uh, and I did it right in front of them and they put it on the cover of the food section. Like, oh my God, it's amazing. It's so that that's another thing. So, so much yeah. of plus. And yeah. it makes it even, I, I don't know. It's just like, it's better. <laughs> Putting putting a whole turkey in an oven is a disaster. It's it's terrifying. It terrifies. It was never. People. It's been like you know, tale as old as time of people messing up their turkey. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. because it, it, it's the same. It's the same principle, right? So you've got this big bird that probably weighs ten pounds, twelve pounds, right? right. It's a big it's bird, a big right? Mm-hmm. And it's probably a little frozen in the middle. Let's be real. Probably a little frozen still, right? And then and then and then and if you even and if you put stuffing in, it's even worse. Right. Yeah. Because you're just creating like all these layers. Right. So the most important thing people get freaked out about is if it's going to be pink at the bone. So by the time the irradiant heat from an oven, even if you have a convection on, by the time that the waves of heat permeate the top muscle down to the bottom muscle, into the bones, into the thickest part of the thigh, the joints. Right. The breast is shredded. Mm-hmm. Then you just you, then then where's the gravy? Because I can't eat this without gravy. Right. But if you take the backbone out, flatten it out. It's, it'll it'll go from what can be a three hour cooking process for a big bird like that down to about an hour, right? And uh, and I even take it one step further. I take I take all the bones out. I'll take all the bones out, and I'll, I'll roast it like I'll roast the the breasts like a, like a chicken breast, right? Like the, yeah. So just kind of season it with a little bit of like sage butter, like keep yeah. it really clean, salt, and then uh, skin side down in a nice heavy um, you know twelve inch saute pan. Um, I have some chef chef weights, which are really great. Nice, really good, even browning on the skin. Flip it over, pop it in the oven, like a sauteing a big chicken breast, and it cuts the time down even more. And it's even more delicious because as soon as you slice it, you get these like perfect, you know, because sometimes so sometimes shredded turkey on a platter can just look like shoestrings. I know. And, and but dry I, is. And dry, dry oh. as a bone. Awful. Dry oh, as a bone, right? Yeah. But, but you, you get these really beautiful like Michelin, like circles of super moist uh, turkey breast, which is fantastic. Take the legs a little bit longer. Sometimes I'll confit the legs. So yeah. they're like super shredded. And then, uh, and then, and then yeah. I'll just kind of cook everything separately versus That's trying to like, Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> so right. Any, anytime. And, uh, and I never make the same turkey twice. Uh, so like, it's always sort of a mystery. And, and sometimes I don't even like know what I'm going to make until a couple of days before. Um, but, um, but yeah, that, that's, that's my thing. Cooking a turkey whole is a disaster. I know. Break either spatchcock it for sure. Take it one step further. Cause what I'll do with the, with the cage, the carcass, right. As I'll cut that into pieces, roast that hard roast that sometimes I'll even hard roast it the night before. And then, and then make a real good dark turkey stock. I think we're going to do something even like crazier. I mean, this isn't crazy. This is very apropos to me, but I think we're going to spatchcock and smoke ours this year. Yep. Yep. So I, I got a smoker in the back. So I it's also turkey season. One of my husband gave me the sexiest smoker for my birthday. And I cannot wait to, you know, I mean, I've been smoking a lot, but I, I want to smoke this turkey. Smoke that turkey. Um, smoke, I'm gonna smoke, smoke it, it if you got it. Be great. Um, put, no, it's been put that. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Smoke that turkey. <laughs> yeah, it will. But smoke that turkey. I love I it. Will. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, what are your? Okay. Now it's my. Now I'll uh, ask. What are your favorite? I mean, besides like stuffing and stuff. What are your guys? What are your favorite sides? What about you, Wells? Broccoli casserole. I make it every year. It's the easiest thing in the world. It's block broccoli florets, a giant brick of um, 
Velveeta cheese cut into uh, we chef. We, we yes, sl- yes, slices yes, on chef. top. Then I take some Ritz crackers, melt some butter, break those up into uh, a Ziploc bag, and then put that on top of it. It's like I think it's like thirty minutes at three hundred fifty, and it's it's a it'll give you a heart attack. It's terrible for you, but. Every single year, we always say, what was the best thing? And they say, that stupid broccoli casserole is the best. I mean, it's not bragging. Like not that. bragging if it's yeah. true. Not, yeah. It's not bragging if it's true. It's just, it's just like, listen, if you don't like Velveeta, you don't like puppies. Yeah. That's it's, it. Yeah. Honestly, that is a very accurate correlation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you don't like Velveeta, shame on you. It's delicious. Yeah. Um, well, there, there's a couple of hits in uh, – no, this is going to sound – fancy AF, but um, there's a couple things that, that are like real big hits in my house. Um, I make a um, sweet potato banana casserole, right? So it's like we, oh. we have, yeah, ho, roast, roast sweet potatoes, roast bananas, all right? So whole sweet potatoes, fork them. So you put some holes in it so they don't blow up in the oven. So that, uh, put a little bit of olive oil on the outside, a little bit of salt, throw them into the oven, bake them like your bacon potato. So it's about 35, 40 minutes. This is all like the day before stuff. I, I, I try to keep Thanksgiving day down to me, hot Turkey and I'm done. Right. My, my gravy's already made the bait. Like if, if I'm making side dishes, I'm just going to mix two ingredients together and that's it. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm not that the, uh, j- just, I, I want, I want color and crust. Yeah, I want a bloody Mary I'm, and to do the Turkey and that's it basically. No. Yeah. No drama, zero drama on Thanksgiving. Can't take it. Cause like, yeah. cause like, my, like, we end up cooking Thanksgiving dinner for like 20, it's me, 25 people. That's a lot. But, That's but, it, but I, I think if you can get your, get a, get around it, right? Like I, I just try to be on top of it. I got all my side dish containers sort of picked out with, yeah. with post-it notes. So I'm not trying to scramble day of, I get my head in the game and then I'll, I'll just go in the kitchen. I'll slam a quad shot espresso. I'll put on some loud music and dare anybody walking in the kitchen. I'll stab wow. you. Get out. Get out. I'm like, I'm I'm like, get out. (laughs) Hey, can I help you, dad? I'm like, yeah, you can get it. You can help me by getting out of here. Give me another uh, body and get get out. (laughs) Yeah. And then then I just kind of get in a rhythm. And then all of a sudden it's like people show up around 2, 33 o'clock and the table looks like a, you know, like a Southern living, you know, uh, cover spread and it looks beautiful. And I'm like, well, there you go, folks. Let's, uh, let's, let's have some one. She she is a tablescaping queen, and I yeah. am less so. So, like, <laughs> again, she's like, "Can I help you?" I'm like, "You can set the tables. What you can do." And that is that's that that's my wife's jam. Nice. Like, she she yeah. she makes you know, it's like she'll she'll set up a little bar, which is kind of fun. You know, we'll, we'll um, I I think having um, I love how this whole thing turned into uh, uh, a Thanksgiving special. Um, but I think it's really important to. Make sure that you've got some sort of snackable course to yeah. buy yourself another 30 minutes if things aren't, you know, if you need a little more time on the turkey, whatever it is. So I think, you know, planning on a beautiful cheese and charcuterie expression, that's really important. Doesn't have to be hard. Right? We're a big pate family. Um, like pate. Yeah, me too. Oh yeah. And yeah. we love to pair it like huckleberry is a really big thing here in Montana. And yeah. huckleberry is like actually quite sweet. It's like a, you know, sweeter cousin of the blueberries, how I would describe it. Montana's, Montana's fruit, man. Huckleberry, you gotta love that stuff. It's delicious. And if yeah. you like pate and huckleberry, that is always a thing that we have in special occasions, especially Thanksgiving. I can't wait for that, actually. Well, now I'm ready for Thanksgiving and I'm ready for this show. No, my favorite holiday. Yeah. <laughs> mine too, mine too. It's, 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 my, it's my Super Bowl, that's for sure. I know. Yeah. Christmas without a presence. Yeah. That's right. Annie, we're running out of time with you. Thank you so much for coming on Two Dudes in the oh, Kitchen. Thanks for having me, you guys. This has been so fun. Everyone out there, check out Mountain Kitchen. It's out now on Magnolia Network. And I cannot wait to come to Bozeman and hang out with you guys. Oh, man. Come on out. We'll spoil you rotten. Welcome to the uh, Discovery Warner Bros. family. So happy to have you. Thank you. Best thank of luck with the show. It looks beautiful. Oh, thank you, guys. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> no, for real. It's been an absolute joy. Thank you so much for having me. Loved every minute. Of course. Okay. See you, Annie. Bye. Well, I guess we just did our Thanksgiving episode. That's nice. <laughs> I think we did. I think we just did. Yeah. But I feel like if you go back and listen to the first episode we ever did, we talked about Thanksgiving. And yeah, yeah. it's the exact same thing we talked about. We talked about spatchcocking a turkey. We talked about my my broccoli casserole and, and your banana situation. Yep.
Yeah, exactly. Everybody likes the hits. Everyone yeah, yeah. likes the hits. If it's not broken, don't fix it. I want I want exactly what I had last year and it was delicious. Yeah. Yeah, that was so. a fun episode. Everyone, please go follow us on Instagram at Two Dudes in the Kitchen and uh, rate and review in the Apple Podcast Store. Tyler, this has always been fun, and I'm now I'm hungry, and I gotta go. I gotta go eat something. That's right, buddy. All right, see you, bud. Take care, everybody. Bye, bye. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Two Dudes in a Kitchen. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. <laughs> we'll take that, and we'll see you guys next time. See you next time. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.